0: you wanna play Get out of my way.
1: Welcome to my world. Pay attention. I learned something. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 27th episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, aka Too Loud. 27th episode, which means three away from 30. Not gonna lie, it feels good to be getting to that magical number of 30. Don't know why it's magical, but it is. Hey, how you feeling, Troy?
0: I'm feeling good. I mean, will we get there in three weeks, or like a month, or like two months? Three episodes,
1: we'll get there in three weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do feel bad. Thank you everybody that's still listening, because we missed last week, and obviously a lot over the Christmas and holiday season. But we are back, and we're going to be, you know, trying to be more and more active. Uh, But I won't lie, I think kind of what took our time last week also was playing some of this episode two, act one. I mean... Dude, we haven't been able to put it down. We've been getting some squads of five together. It's been uh, it's been a fun week.
1: Oh, it's been an incredible week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, not a big fan of the battle pass. I'm really not. I you know the skins are kind of underwhelming to me. You I like know, the all, shorty
0: skin you get. The
1: shorty skin is probably the only redeeming thing. But the the color. I think it's the color of everything. You know, it's like that yeah, puke green kind of. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I like it's the just yellowish a solid color. Last battle you know, pass was awesome. This battle pass not so much.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people that are big fans of Viper will like love the stuff because it looks like stuff that comes from like you know Viper. It has like the the green, you know, slime floating through it. You know, it looks like poison, and so like I mean, I mean, maybe a lot of Viper fans love the stuff. You know,
1: that's true. That's and, true,
0: and that's that's kind of. I wonder if there's like a you know. And hey, you gotta say the operator is pretty sweet. It's like that spray paint style, sure, as well. Like the yeah. shorty, so. I mean there is some pretty neat stuff into it. I mean I think I think we always have really high hopes for, you know, the battle pass and the thing is, you yeah, to remember, like it is 10 bucks and you do get quite a bit of stuff in it still. That's
1: fair. Yeah. That well the radiant, I think the radiant alone is uh is pretty amazing, right? Being able to get that uh the radiant points, uh be able to upgrade anything that you would like. Uh for me, that's that's one of the most redeeming things. But like you said, 10 bucks, I mean, come on, it's 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 super easy to buy um Go out there and earn some free stuff. I don't know. I'm just happy that there's new stuff here in general. Yoru's out, man. We got some new updates as well, whenever it comes to the game in general. Uh, But you know what? I want to hear the fans. I know what they got to say, man. Let's go ahead and move into community feedback. Ask the agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on
0: many fronts.
1: All right. Fungal Plague is back. He says, idea. I got an idea. the Golden Gun orb isn't to allow iron jet Mains to challenge me in spy crush i like I like the way he's doing it. It is a precursor to a one in the chamber event, kind of like snowball fights in terms of being a limited season event. uh yeah, it could be like like a little one in the chamber, man. You ever played Black Ops One One in the
0: Chamber? oh yeah, dude, of course, of course, I mean, Black Ops One in the Chamber was like one of the funnest and sweatiest things to do at you know Friday nights <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> You know, after you, after you sweat some out, you guys are like, dude, we either had some great games and especially the nights where you had really good games. You're like, you just couldn't lose, you know? And then you're like, all right, let's finish out the night with some one in the chamber, you know, just talk some, talk some more smack.
1: I loved it, man. Hey, that's a good idea. Fungal Plague. I I hope it is. I, I like his opening statement though. The golden gun orb isn't to allow iron jet mains to challenge me in spike rush. It's clearly a dig. At those, at those iron jets who just constantly yeah. dashing at you nonstop. I feel your pain, brother.
0: Oh, we've been there, haven't we? For we sure. have. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Lately, you either have a great jet or a jet where you're, you're going through that same thing. That is a fact. Uh, Clutch Kebab. He says, You guys inspired me. You guys inspired me to make my own podcast about Apex Legends called Apex Theory and Apex Legends. Ooh. Hey, man. Uh, that's awesome, bro. We're excited. Thank you so much for for sharing. Yeah, if you guys are into Apex, go check out Apex Theory and Apex Legends. Uh it's that's that that uh is always awesome to hear people, you know, going after their passion, especially, you know, if if we give any inspiration to them, you know. I mean, Taylor, you inspire me every day. What can I say?
1: I don't I know that's a lie, but Troy I will say this though. And, and clutch kebab for you. Troy is like the ultimate podcast mastermind. All right, he's got the Fortnite podcast. He had the Destiny podcast before that. He's got, of course, this uh, Valorant Show podcast. He's literally done hundreds of episodes. Hey, I, I love the fact that we've inspired you, man. Keep killing it. I'm actually going to tune in. I'm going to check that out um, wherever it's at, whether it be on iTunes, uh, you know, Podbeam. I'm going to find it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to listen to it.
0: Hundreds, hundreds of episodes in my mic still doesn't sound as sexy as yours. Hey,
1: hey look, all it takes is money, brother. You spend that money and, and a good yeah. voice.
0: <laughs> I yeah, think that's your
1: biggest thing, man. Good voice. You know, once you get that, oh, you will wow. be all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to wow. make a day. I had to make all a day. Right. Hey, look. On. Clutch come oh, on. I hope you breaking. I hope you get your I hope you, I'm so sorry. I hope you get you a partner too. If you maybe you already have a partner. Speaking of which, Apex, if you're a fan of Apex, uh obviously Dizzy is coming to Valorant. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But getting on to our third and final community feedback comes from Swift Creation. Hard stuck bronze. I've legit played two to three hours a day since the game has come out, and I'm bronze one. Any tips? Yeah, uh, a couple of them. First and foremost, two to three hours a day—that's the grind. Um, make sure that if you are going in and you're playing, you're playing uh, in a way that tries to improve you. So, for example, right? Don't just be uh, like, for example, Fungal Plague said earlier with the Iron Jet Mange, right? Just basically using your dash. Just going out in front of somebody, getting an elimination, and then getting eliminated yourself, right? You want to play for trades. Learn your angles. Learn your trades. uh, Basically, learn what, uh, also what agent in general fits you, right? Are, are you playing uh, Cypher nonstop, but you're not having much success? Well, maybe switch off a of Cypher. Maybe you want to be I mean, uh, you know, more of an entry frag, right? Go for your Raze. Go for your Breach. Go for your reyna right? Just... Play around, find what fits you. And Kovacs also helps too, believe it or not. I swear, people say it doesn't. There's mixed reviews, but aim training helps tremendously.
0: It does. It does for sure. And, and I have to go with you on that, Taylor. Like, change up your, uh, your agent. Like, for me, you know, I was a Brimstone, main for a long time. And I had medium success. But, Taylor, I mean, n- not like boasting my horn, but base, I'm, I'm a lot better at Phoenix than I was at Brim. You right? are, no, 100%. And, yeah. That that just took a change, really, in in how we were playing. Uh, I think the other thing is, like, start paying attention to the fights that you're choosing. Um, and, in like, where you're positioned at versus your team. Number one, like, are you away from your team a lot of times, trying to flank? Are you losing a lot that way? Um, are you peeking corners together with your teammates, trying to get the trades? Or, or, like, as soon as someone gets shot, are you backing out and baiting them, right? So, uh, I think, uh, you know, just, just pay attention to, like, your positioning, uh where you're where you're at. And then also like the biggest tip I can give people right now, even that are, you know, even gold players, is mini map awareness. Like mm. mini map awareness is a big thing. Uh pay attention to where all your teammates are looking. If no one's watching behind you, and I've been doing this a lot lately, instead of just staying back and playing real shallow because everybody thought I was like slow playing a lot of times, I'll just call out. Like, hey, no one's watching our back. Even if I don't turn around to watch it at that point, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, if I see somebody else turn, but like I'm calling out, hey! Nobody's watching our rear. No one's watching the backside. No one's watching B. No one's watching long A. Whatever it is, uh, so just have minimap awareness as well. That's a huge thing.
1: Absolutely, no. All good things and Swift creation too. Another thing is go on Reddit. You know, browse Reddit seriously. Uh, a lot of people are are very hungry to get their content out there, so they'll they'll do VOD reviews or they'll post um, just overall tips in general. Maybe even some. Uh, For example, I know we'll talk about Raze just in a little bit, right? Raze has this game-breaking bug on Ascent, right? Not, of course, telling you to use any game-breaking bugs, but the point is, is go out there and just absorb uh, any amount of content that you possibly can. I mean, you don't even have to look as far as uh, Nerd Street Gamers, right? Their Winter Championships, which uh, just recently finished. It was a great tournament, and you could have learned a lot from those professionals playing. After all, you know, the best people you can learn from are the pros themselves.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what you're saying is, like, going to Reddit and seeing things like that raised glitch, right, shows you, like, hey, that's other places I can look for enemies right now, right? And it's just really being aware of what's happening in the game, you know, making sure you know, like, yes, even that there's glitches, people are going to take them, and it's going to be their advantage until they get kicked, but uh, just being having awareness of where those place, places can be, what, where those plays can be ha- happening across the maps is really important. Especially if you're trying to get ranked play, you know, and you're trying to get out of that bronze area. And I get it, man. Bronze is a, is a, is a trap uh, because it's, you either get good teammates or you get horrible ones. And that fight gets a little less, I think, as you go up, but it's still tough. Uh, yeah. It's still a tough ride. So, uh, man, uh, best of luck. Just map awareness, pay attention, uh, you know, spend some time maybe even looking at Reddit, some of the other places uh, to gain some more uh, intel on, on what other players are doing uh, and do VOD reviews, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I think at those lower levels, I think more importantly is is everybody kind of plays for themselves as opposed to kind of fitting into the the cog of the machine, which is the team, right? So you'll find a lot of individuals there, whether uh, as opposed to team based players. So. Uh, best of luck to you, Swift Creation. It's going to be tough. But for Fungal Plague, Clutch Kebab, Swift Creation, we appreciate you writing in. If you guys uh, do enjoy the podcast, you want to uh, discuss any topics, you can leave a comment on, uh, whether it be on uh, you know Podbeam. It could be on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. We'd love to hear from you guys. We love talking to you and including you in our content. But let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of things. Let's get into our weekly news. Run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back.
0: Dude, Yoru.
1: Mm. love him love him
0: Yoru,
1: you said we're getting into it on this topic too man and i'm i'm, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about yaru i
0: i love him i think he's great so are we are, are we pronouncing it right is it yoru yaru
1: man i've heard so y- it's, it's yoru. yoru it's yoru it's it's a it's a japanese agent or at least japanese i guess inspired agent, i hope yoru. i
0: hope we're pronouncing it right if we're not i'm i'm sorry too.
1: I was watching Everyone. another uh, podcast, like Brincast and all of them, and they were struggling too. <laughs> but it's so we're it's, gonna go with Yoru. Yoru, yeah, Yoru. That,
0: that's that's what we're gonna go with. But uh, man, immediately coming out of the gate, he's powerful. Mm-hmm. He, he changes up the game. He makes you think different on maps. I think what he's going to do to maps is just gonna change the meta. Um, I love the the creativity of this character because. I do think it's going to change the meta extremely well. Right. Even at the high levels and the plays that you start to see the combinations that even a one agent can make. Yeah. Uh, and, and, in combination with other players, right. Is just, uh, I, dude, that's like, that's like, you know, it, it's, it's like seeing the perfect form, like dessert, you know, right. When it's done, it's like, mm. you know, Brown on the edges mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. perfect. And that's what, it, that's what it's like when you see those plays, those combinations come together. But with all that, he is just so freaking powerful, bro.
1: Yeah, he is. And you know what? A lot of that could be due to the fact that he's so new that people don't know what to expect or counter from him. You know. But I agree. First and foremost, he's got three things that work very well together: his fake out, his gate crash, and his dimensional rift. His dimensional rift, being of course his ultimate, the blind side, which is his flash, is one of the best flashes I think in the game, at least when in terms of being balanced. Um, and. In, in, incredibly unique in the fact that it has a blue flash but the point is though you have three things that coincide and work so well together, whether it be for throwing off your opponent, getting information, uh, right? Because you could throw out your opponent with the fake out by sending out those footsteps. You can, uh, you know, maybe gain more information by going through your gate crash, going through your TP, and figuring out where the opponents are in general, just getting on their flank or keeping them. Uh, you know, for a lot of times now, you'll see gate crash be thrown out, right? And you can see the gate crash going forward. And even if you don't take that portal, you don't take that teleport. A lot of times people will see that, and if they don't destroy it, they'll camp it because they're thinking they're getting an easy elimination. Now, when they camp it, they're throwing themselves out of position, and they're not helping their team because they're playing a selfish role of trying to get an elimination. So it, it's 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 just such a unique trait. But Fake Out and Gate Crash can be used simultaneously because then you can send those footsteps through the Gate Crash as well. And then, of course, Dimensional Rift. Ultimate information it allows you to get onto a site break into an area where maybe you wouldn't have been able to get through of course you can be seen but then you can go in and uh, you can use it like a like a sova drone right you can almost see where those enemies are at but more importantly reposition or throw your enemies out of position it's incredibly unique more, more, most unique agent i think that we've had introduced as of yet
0: and that's why i think right now he should not be in pro play for a long time uh he is exactly what you just said he is a mix between a sentinel and a duelist. And he this is like his ability power is just crazy, bro. The the fact that he can also scout an area, right? And have the aggressiveness to push an area, to me, just makes him so unbalanced. He's so beyond any other character in the game. There's no other character that has this combination of basically two of the agent types built into one character. And I know he's listed as a duelist, but dude, like you said, he, he, he like, with footsteps, with the ability to use his gate, like, and his ult, right, gives you so much intel. Mm. And, and really makes him a huge threat. In my opinion, there's just, like, if, if, if pros are playing with him in the lineup, and they're able to play with him in, in pro games with the lineup, if he's not on the team, I think they're going to be losing out.
1: They, they very well could. You know, it's funny, when, um, course when all the ignition series was going on sky was introduced i think during yeah during literally regional finals um and we've seen sky a couple of times more of a novelty at that point we are seeing more use of sky uh as you know of course she matures and and the players and teams kind of mature themselves but this is an agent that i do strongly believe is going to be used quite a bit if you look at other than the blind side right other than the blind yoru is a very selfish agent Really is much like that of a raise. Um, but you see how much raise is used. But Yoru, though, in a way, yes, it's selfish. The blind is there, but just provides so much utility, it it can't be ignored off of, off of a team. And with the Valorant Champion store coming up, Yoru for sure is going to be used, without question. The only reason why Sky wasn't used before um is because there was just a lot of you know issues with patches and things like that and and sky wasn't used and that's also why you know icebox wasn't used as well during the ignition series or towards the later stages of ignition series but i think yoru is going to be used during valorant champions tour super curious to see how the pros use this agent i've already had my mind blown in terms of positioning because right when you think of valorant it it, much like csgo it's it's kind of you know you lock in your angles and you're good yoru breaks that mold now because you can't just let you know just lock in your angles and and you're good to go no now you have to watch your back you have to keep your head on the swivel because the meta is being brokered now one of the things that you mentioned about yoru is the fact that you know this is an agent that kind of has a mix of everything right and i think that is intentional um you know in terms of valorant in the beginning the valorant team wanted to break the mold they didn't want to keep the meta the same and yoru is definitely breaking that meta and everything has been basic up until i say basic you know sky was kind of more of the complex agents that was released other than you know killjoy and and Reyna, but those are pretty simple to lock in and understand but things are going to start getting more complex in my opinion and the reason why is because the game is maturing and the fan base is maturing and the competitive scene is maturing so therefore you need agents to shake up the meta and shake up just just competitive in general and yoru is going to be that agent so i i expect to see more game breaking not game breaking necessarily but more meta shifting agents like yoru as the game continues to mature and develop
0: i just wonder how they're going to keep the agent pools divided right like when does he become you know i guess he needed more more you know uh scouting ability to be a sentinel but I was also going to mention we, you know, we said uh, about you know Spike Rush and how paranoia kind of kind of works like his fake out, but you know what else shows on him from paranoia is also his dimensional drift, which like the screen comes in, right, just like paranoia does, Mm. and that screen closes in just a little bit on the outside to darken. So I do think, dude, uh, I'm interested to see what things are going to come to spike rush that are going to make it into this next agent and how they're going to keep mixing it up
1: hundred percent i mean we and there could already be you know agent things out there that you know might or excuse me in spike rush orbs that might already be used and, and put the use right in the future like the damage amp for example right is there going to be uh an aoe agent that comes out where much like you know brim whenever he throws out a stem now instead you know Kind of cast out an orb, whatever, and everybody within that orb, within that range of psych, and then, of course, go out and get, you know, additional damage and things like that, or even tracer rounds, right? That's one of the orbs in Spike Rush 2 that might have an introduction into an agent in the future, the tracer rounds, which would be a novelty, but it could be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie, it's distracting more than anything. I like, I like Yoru, I really do.
0: Troy, you, but but you're not a fan of Yoru, though. No, I I think I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of him as an agent, but I'm not a fan of him to see him be played right now because I do think he needs a nerf. Um, what exactly? Like, and that's what I was gonna ask you is like, what would you nerf? If you were gonna nerf anything on him, what do you what do you think the the key would be? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say like I have seen people throw out you know his his fake out and his gate crash together, and when you see the steps, you almost don't pay attention anymore in that gate crash. Will follow with it, and it will go. And literally, I mean, you could just get totally faked out where they just show it behind you now, right? Because yeah. you were paying attention, thinking they were footsteps, and they're gone. Uh, and so there's a lot of creative play with him, and I, and I like that about him. I just think he's so overpowered, and he's gonna he need is. a nerf. I agree, um, in yeah. my opinion. I and mean, what 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 is it about him? I and I don't feel like it's his flashes necessarily. Not a flash. Um, no. I I don't. I wonder if it's like his his you know his cooldown. Uh, for his gate crash. Well, I'll tell you um, what it is.
1: It's, it, I think it's the the fact that he can get behind you and you don't really have any awareness that he's behind you. I think that's you know the what? biggest thing because he doesn't I, make any noise, really.
0: This, this is what I would do. I would actually make gate crash only be able to go so far. Why
1: right? do you so say that? So he
0: has to be in a circle. So he can't send it on the other side of the map like some of the glitches we've seen. So you're saying you could line right? it
1: up and send it to the other side of the map currently with the gate mm-hmm. crash as it is?
0: right now you can well wow. so you can you can literally appear in their spawn in a couple spots and uh I think like one thing is you know uh they ended up changing um killjoy where she had to be right in in, in a within the vicinity of, of, turret, of
1: right? a turret or any of her abilities yeah
0: Right, and so I think the same thing kind of with him is he would have to, you know, almost like, like Brim's ult. You know how Brim's ult can only go in such a big circle? That's right. On the map? Like yeah. You can only aim it in such, a, such an area of the map. You have to actually keep moving if you want to cover the other side of the map or whatever. Um, or try to target it. And I think that's the same thing with, with Gate. Crash, I think you're going to have to put it In a realm, right, he's only going to be able to teleport it within a a certain area Mm -hmm. uh, and it dies out. That's the first nerf I would do to him for sure.
1: Well, the second nerf that I would do then, if not the first, is just, again, have some type of at least more of an apparent audible or visual cue that the gate crash is being used or he's in Dimensional Rift. Which by the way, the Dimensional Rift, I don't know if you've been seeing it, but uh, I, I, an unattended uh, use of Dimensional Rift is to literally trap people in the corners. There was a clip that I saw on Reddit. Uh, and there was two clips actually, both on bind. One was to trap somebody outside of TP and then someone came through and then blasted the, uh, the agent in the face. Because you can't kill him while he's in Dimensional Rift in his ultimate, right? And then there, there was another one where he was on box outside of Hookah. And uh, he trapped the person in the corner, and then Brimstone used the ult, and the ult killed the rays, and then he got out because he was still in dimensional rift. It was a beautiful play. Like it's unique things like that that I love seeing. You know, people will always find a way to implement, uh, you know, any agent in a way that we just don't expect.
0: Yeah, no, and I I, I do agree with you on that. Um, I just I, I love seeing him. I love seeing the play style. I just not I don't think I don't think he's ready for comp.
1: Well, well, I mean, you know what? It's interesting you say that because already we're seeing some bugs with Yoru that need to be fixed as it is, and I think that's to be expected. But uh you know, you actually brought it to my attention was the fact that you get fall damage if you jump before using Yoru's gate crash.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like literally on uh, on split, if you're up in uh, B Heaven and you shoot down to go towards Garage. And you teleport down there and jump, you'll actually lose twenty health. It's crazy. So you go to you will go to eighty health. Right. So it's like uh there's you know, you don't want that happening. I, I don't think that's how it's meant to be. Like you're teleporting, why would you take damage?
1: That, right? That's that's like, true.
0: Well like, like well, well, think about it for a second. I'm like, Omen doesn't take damage if he teleports somewhere high or low. Oh
1: no, it should, it should not be a, a trait that's happening right now. It should not. And I think that's only because like, I guess the game like reads the character model going forward. And then I don't know, they take some type of damage. It's another thing too, even more game breaking than that right now with Yoru, if you do use gate crash um, at the last possible second, Now I've only seen this on icebox, uh, but if you use it in the last possible second, uh, you will actually fall through the map and die. So you have so, to be careful when
0: using gate crash. How as well. do they not? I, I do wonder, and this is not like a, a shame on Riot, but like, how do they not test these things? Like well, These seem like things that I would be doing in there, jumping and teleporting places, you know, like the beta test, like the, the game testers.
1: Well, you know what, honestly, what it is, Troy, is like they do the best that they can, but when you put it then into the hands of, you know, a million players, there's bound to be bugs that are going to be spotted and found. It's almost like when Hiko in the beta, right, was finding all of these cypher cams and glitching through walls and things like this and you could shoot it's just people are gonna find a way to break the game in a way they release it yes but it's like then they know bugs are going to occur you know
0: yeah yeah
1: when millions no, of games are sense. taking place I, a day right so it's I just like, feel it, like it's jumping
0: jumping and teleporting is just a, like an easy one to spot you know that's all that's all, that's all. That's
1: all. <laughs> little game developer, man. I like it. Well, hey, Yoru's cool. I like him. I really do. And I can't wait to see him uh, in the future and just how much he's going to be used. I mean, honestly, I've already been, my head's been blown by the way that he develops the meta and just everything changes whenever I'm just playing in my lower elo, man. It's, it's literal insanity. But speaking of insanity, new rank system is out. I've had a chance to get my placement matches in. Bit disappointed in myself, not going to lie. You need one more? We're going to get one that. More. Then we're doing that tonight. Silver 1 is where I placed. Silver 1 is where i placed when i finished I've had really good gold games won. so i'm
0: hoping i'm higher than that as long as i have a, a good last game i had some bad games is, man
1: i think my first I had some game really
0: good games even the game the one game we lost i've won three lost one and even the the one we lost i I think I got second on. I went like twenty two and seventeen or something. So. You
1: might be higher than me then. I'm gonna be salty too. I'm not gonna lie. But you you know you've been what I'm salty
0: not... lately. You've been salty lately. Whenever <laughs> I get more kills than you, you're like sure that get playing, more
1: kills. You? You've been playing really well. Like no BS, you've been playing really, really well. I, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what you've been eating in the mornings, bro. But you've been playing like
0: pretty you know, amazing. I've been working out. I told you, it's it's changing my life, bro. You're in that one wheel, make, man. I feel You're better. You know. Oh, and I've been one wheeling. Yes, yeah, true. Been Although, well, dude, Valorant has been taking my one wheel time away at night. I was like one wheeling <laughs> from like eleven to like one every morning or every night, and. Then I started playing this episode, and I am just, dude, I am, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm addicted right now. And I'm addicted to getting this rank up, and it really, it's, it's awesome that they launched this new system.
1: Yeah, no, I love the new system. I really do. Uh, now, granted, there are some criticisms. We'll get to that in just a second. But typically, just or just to give you a breakdown, if you hadn't have a chance, maybe you're working too much, or maybe you haven't played in competitive because you don't have your five stat going on. Uh, the way that it does work, it's uh, the, the arrows are gone, right? Which is which is pretty awesome. So now there's actually a slider that will tell you oh, uh, how much uh, rank slider. do you gain, and I do believe you can see uh, the slider on your teammates. If you go to their career as well. So you can actually literally see where they are on that line. Uh, If you win, you will gain anywhere between 10 and 50 RR. That's going to be basically your ranking points. Okay, You get a a minimum of 5 RR gain for Diamond Plus. Uh, If you do lose though, you can only lose between 0. So you can actually still break even or you'll lose 30 RR. Now I like that. So, uh, which my buddy Tom does have some reservations. He doesn't like ranking systems that basically in a way benefit those uh to win and instead of to lose so what i'm saying is basically you get more for winning as you do for losing so in this case you get anywhere between you know like i said zero and 30 rr for losing but you can gain between 10 and 50 rr so basically you're not losing more than you can gain so, in a way, I mean, the I kind of system- like that. Look, you're trying like to encourage
0: that. people to keep ranking up. The goal is right. to rank up. I don't mind if more people get to Radiant than are supposed to be in Radiant. That doesn't bother me. I just want to feel better about myself at the end of the day, Taylor, that I get closer and <laughs> closer to Diamond. Uh, I really want to get past gold this season, dude. We've, we've been in gold. Me and you have been in gold three multiple times since beta. Um, like, I, I just, I'm ready. I'm ready to get over the hump
1: yeah i am too another thing the attitude I, by the way was, was to draw you'll gain a max of 20 RR, so you can actually gain now during a draw which is pretty cool
0: yeah i mean if you play well you shouldn't necessarily always lose points in my opinion like if you're top two on your team like it should be an opportunity to get some some small increase maybe
1: yeah well I, i'm a fan of it i really am
0: i'll, I'll tell you wh- who's not a fan of it though <laughs> i'll tell you who's not that? That's, your man, that's your man Tins, bro. He waiting four hours. That's crazy. Four hours yeah. to play a game. That's pretty insane. He had a twenty four hour stream, and the and four hours into his twenty four hour stream, he <laughs> couldn't get one game on the main on his main. So that, like, that is dude, crazy. That, that well, is tough. I will say that uh, Riot uh, Evermore came mm-hmm. out and said he said we are currently talking about how to fix this and looking into the queues to figure out solutions. Unfortunately. It may not be a fast as a fast of a fix as we'd like, but know that we are looking into it, and I personally feel bad that one of our best players can engage with the new system. So, hey, look, um, shout out to 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 Riot Evermore. Like, dude, uh, getting on there and replying to TENS and, and letting everybody know that they care. I think that's what's so awesome about Riot. Uh, I, it shows about this game, right? Like, we've only seen it get better and better. They're listening to the community. They're changing the ranking system. Uh, I mean, they're quick. They're they they are quick on it. Like you might not feel like it's quick because it's only been like you know not even a year. Mm. Uh, but to me, it's super quick.
1: Yeah, because this is a big deal, you know. And, and another big deal too. Let alone uh, just tens having to wait four hours because that's you know that's just one person, right? He's on the upper echelon of things. But uh, imagine how many others are out there waiting. And, and more importantly, too, people are having issues with because Radiant is capped at five hundred, right? Just top five hundred. And, yep. uh, and I do believe that's region locked, if I'm not mistaken. But it's top 500. And pros are, not necessarily pros, but I mean, you know, primarily pros, I guess. But I mean, it could be just anybody, are struggling to reach Radiant. And that's because of their their previous MMR, right? And, and that's kind of the, the issue that TENS is running into now. is his MMR never reset from like the previous season so it was kind of like a hidden MMR if you will even though he had to reacquire his rank his MMR was still there and his MMR is much higher than anybody else therefore no one is able to queue with him so C9 actually <laughs> on, on, on Cloud9 uh, Keo, he ended up coming through with some suggestions and one of the solutions was to keep the new Radiant and Immortal system because he likes it he thinks it's fair but do a hard rank and hidden an MMR reset so basically which each season the MMR also resets right or I guess it should at least reset to a certain level so like, for example, tens maybe at a 500 MMR and he's radiant, but then there's another radiant player who's maybe at a 300 MMR. But at the end of the, of the season, it, everybody in radiant resets to 200 MMR, but the 200 MMR is never going to meet up with the, uh, let's, let's just use silver MMR, which is down at like 10 MMR. Okay. And maybe that's excessively low. I don't even know what, you know, the MMR rating system is It's not public, but that's where it should be. I think that's a great suggestion. He also said to lock top 500 radiant for the first, two weeks so that no one rushes radiant act uh rushes to get that radiant act rank so basically your max placement d3 and then after that your mmr will then slot you into the radiant slot where you need to be because the problem is is uh you're having uh you know your high diamond low immortal players who are currently in radiant right and the reason why is because they're able to get games and because they're getting games they're able to then you know boost up their mmr and uh, you know, get higher than that than the likes of like tens or other people who are more deserving right. of radiant. That eventually will solve itself out, but at least as of right now, it's it's kind of a mess. But as you said, Valorant team is in fact looking into it. Uh, but Keo, these are all well, at least C9 Keo, you know, gave some great suggestions. It's not affecting people like us, right? But I, I can understandably, you know, someone like Tens or higher MMRs, like just like, what's the point? Like, at that point, what are they going to do? They're going to go and smurf. They're going to smurf so that they could get games, right? Because they're not going to wait. You're doing a 24-hour stream, and you have to wait four hours for a game, Troy? Man. That's wild. You're going to smurf account yeah. just to get some content on screen for your for your viewers. And with Tense, it's even more important, given the fact he left competitive. So now, you know, he needs those streaming hours, man. He needs those viewers.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm, I've... I, I, can't, I can't imagine waiting four hours for a game. And I would have definitely been on a Smurf account 20 minutes in that thing. <laughs> you wait four no hours question. for me to get on, though, to get a game. I know that's yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. Oh, man. Yeah, he's ever played with this guy. He says he's got empty dishwasher at four <laughs> hours, and then he might, you might see him again. Troy said, did, uh, you, did, you yeah, did. did you have to build the
1: dishwasher? Would you no, have? Did you man. have to go
0: find the parts across town <laughs> and pick them up and assemble it? And then and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I forgot to put the dishes in the dishwasher."
1: I get sidetracked, man. I just I just
0: start going off and doing a
1: whole bunch of weird things. Well, speaking of run it back, we have one more topic, and it's actually uh, we we mentioned Ray's earlier, Troy. You know, Ray's has this game breaking bug on a scent. And I don't know if you want to break it down. I can break it down totally up to you, but you brought yeah, it to my attention. I don't think it's even man. just
0: a cent. I think people are finding other locations, but it's uh it's basically you you make a macro It's like 0.1 seconds. And i only say this, I don't encourage this by any means. Uh this is not this is this, these statements are just facts. These are not uh uh encouragements by the Valorant Show uh to, or Valorant Podcast to uh you know, essentially do these things. What but he's saying is don't do ma- it, man. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Best I can. A point zero macro point zero one macro where it shoots uh your your charge and your ult at the same time and jumps and essentially you like skyrocket into the air and can land on these invisible ledges that are above the buildings. And just mow people down because you can see like 90% of the map from these areas. Yeah. So, yeah, Ascent's a big spawn that uh, I think it was discovered on and originally done on. Uh, But, dude, I just like this one. Now, this is a game breaking thing that I would not expect game testers to catch. This is one (laughs) that I definitely definitely, uh, understand. This gets to the masses and is found out
1: yeah it's yeah it's pretty wild like you said you, you just can't predict this kind of stuff uh you know you got people who were sitting in uh you know just in those private lobbies that that's all they do they don't even play they don't even play spike rush they don't play tdm they don't play snowball fight they don't mess around with that okay they don't even play competitive they don't care they just want to find game breaking bugs so they can go on reddit and be a reddit warrior and then say look what i found it is a wild thing though that ascent clip I encourage all of you guys to go check it out. Uh, It's also on DeSerto as well. They did an article about it. But literally gets up, and he can see all of mid. I think he ends up – his aim is atrocious, by the way, which definitely shows that he doesn't play at all. (laughs) But he's able to get up there, and I think he mows down like three players before finally getting shot, which shout out to that guy that found him. but shout yeah, out to the yeah, guy I'm that found sure. him in game. Like everybody else. Well, I is mean, just... when you
0: when you see a hundred bullets pass you and, and then you finally <laughs> look up, I mean, hopefully, hopefully everybody will look up. Hopefully.
1: You never know, man, but I don't know. It's just such an awkward thing. You never think to look up. But yeah, it's a game-breaking bug. Don't do it, but uh, check it out. Cause it's it's pretty pretty funny, not gonna lie. But hey, let's go ahead and move into our next topic. Let's talk about a little bit of esports in our esports update. Pay attention. I learned something think you can keep up who am i kidding you know you can't keep up
0: spy gg coming in hot bro coming in hot spicy baby. with With the news for the nerd street gamers announced north americans first champions tour event mm. break it down for us taylor
1: hey man it's a lot to break down i'm not going to throw out all the dates for you guys because there's it, it's it, there's going to be a lot of portions whenever it comes to uh of course this new Valorant Champions Tour, but uh, at least right now we do have information that NSG Nerd Street Gamers have been doing a lot of great work over there. They just actually, uh, which I'll be talking about in just a second, they ran the Winter Championships. A lot of fun to watch that. 25k uh, ended up going to the way of LG. Ended up pulling up and going big. Luminosity Gaming, man. Beating out the Sentinels. But regardless, though, uh, I believe they are going to be doing the Open Qualifiers, which should be kicking off January 27th. That'll then be running until the 31st so plenty of content for you out there NSG does a great job whenever it uh, uh, comes to just overall just putting that content out there whether it be for the you know the open uh, open side of things or you know the closed side of things they just do amazing work January 27th to the 31st I do know this is going to be basically held from January 27th all the way until I believe March and then March 7th or Feb- is it March, 7- March uh, 13th through the 21st? I believe it's going to be the first Masters event. Like I said, there's a lot of dates out there. You can read the official articles, uh, of course, which are located on uh, Valorant's official website. Or you can go to the spike.gg, check out the article. Uh, but for NSG to get that first event, it's going to be great. Keep your eyes peeled for January 27th through the 31st. you want to compete in it, hey, go for it. It is an open qualifier.
0: Yeah. I mean, some big names obviously coming in, you know, FaZe Clan, T1 being announced as partners with this thing. I think the one of the biggest things that come out of this, though, uh, is a statement by uh, Chris Greeley, uh, who is the director of esports at Riot Games. And he said that we're excited to continue our partnership with Nerd Street Gamers and continue to build the esports ecosystem together. So I think that's big for Nerd Street, man, like uh, huge for them to, to, to be able to lock down. Looks like a great partnership with Riot Games moving forward.
1: Oh yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. Again, they've been doing amazing work. Uh, their coverage is phenomenal. Out of all the games they run, I think Valorant is definitely one of the games that they they hit hard and they do it very very well. They get a passionate team and uh, can't say enough good things about them. I really can't, man. They uh, and Bach. Bach is one of the the leading factors, at least from from my perspective. Who's always you know doing the events. He's behind the scenes. He does a lot of things. So uh, yeah, yeah, and I've had and a chance to they, work with done... them too.
0: Yeah, you know they've done everything, you know, Fortnite, Apex, you know, whatever it's been out there. Um, you know, and speaking of Apex, we got Dizzy yeah, coming over to Valorant. Look, yeah. look, dude, come, I mean I mean, my first take, I haven't even read the article, I don't even know if I want to read the article, but I'm just like, blah blah and somebody else coming to Valorant, okay, blah blah. Troy like that, I'm Apex. the one who picked this topic, bro, and you're <laughs> roasted it. I, I'm just saying, like, Blah blah. I, I don't know how. How do all the listeners out there feel when they see like so and so's coming to Valorant? Like, is it like okay? Do you get a, do you get excited about that? I I don't get excited anymore. Really? I don't think it's I like don't think not it's at big. all. Well, okay. Who would no, have? To I move think over has, to get you excited. I think is there Valorant anybody? has. Na- Dizzy's not big enough to change the game. He was he, he played he played a game that was hot for a minute. Hmm. You know, and and he wasn't really challenged by a lot of pros and a lot of people didn't invest time in that game. They didn't see the future and they moved on. And to be a pro into that game to me is just not the high caliber level we've seen in other games of esports that have lasted for a long time. CSGO, League of Legends, you know, some of the most competitive games out there, Call of Duty. Um, So to me, you know, he, and he, he stopped his, he stopped his, uh, his, 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 contract with NRG which was just I, I don't understand that at all to become a content creator by himself they let him go from what I understand so like dude like if he's returning to Valorant is he coming back to NRG is is that's what's happening so i let me
1: tell you why i'm excited about this first and foremost like you said and it's right when when dizzy left apex and the in the way that he did it um it was very we we talked about it quite a bit one of the big things that affected him at least in 2020 of course was wreckful uh you know having you know obviously passed away and for him that affected him quite a bit the reason why i'm excited for dizzy to come into the space of valorant first and foremost i i feel he does have a fan base that would be excited to watch him play which uh i think is going to be great overall for just develop this scene in general But Dizzy has a lot of talent. And we we saw that, you know, kind of uh, showcased a ton whenever it came to Apex Legends. I mean, his shot was insane, right? But Dizzy also has a history in CSGO, okay? He is, in fact, uh, you know, at least as of right now, a retired, you know, professional CSGO player. Like, that bottom line period, he has made his way and done great things whenever it comes to the, the CSGO scene. So, for me, I'm excited... To see a little bit more of Dizzy in general, right? Because I think Dizzy could, in fact, play Do you know very very have well.
0: Names though that are like you know becoming staples in Valorant, like it's almost it's almost like you know I, I think of these these now these people that are finally coming over from CS:GO or like announcing they're coming to Valorant. It's like okay, like now now I'll come give it a chance or now I'll come play it. Uh, you know, it's, it's something I can be good at because I was good at another game and and it almost draws excitement. Like Michael Jordan going to play baseball, like, oh yeah, he's going to play baseball. It'll get tickets in the, you know, it'll it'll get some butts in the seats, but dude, Michael Jordan wasn't like the greatest baseball player ever. All right. So I, I I think it's really crazy to ask somebody to go play essentially another sport or another game and expect that they're going to be just great. I mean, dude, look, we already see people that were names at the beginning of Valorant already saying like, well, I'm going to become a streamer now. I'm not no longer playing professional Valorant. Right. Because it's getting hard. And if you ain't already in the mix, Dizzy, like, I, I, I don't know, maybe he's maybe he's scrimming on the side with all these pros, but... I'm sure he is. I, I, don't, I don't have high expectations.
1: Well, look, man, I think Dizzy could have a real shot He's gonna to have to prove himself without question, but given his name and his history, I think he's gonna find himself. I, you know, I'm not saying on Sentinels, right? I, you know, I'm LG or whatever. But I, I am saying there's a real chance that he can find himself, and maybe not even NRG either. I don't. He, Somebody
0: I, will pay for his following base. Yes.
1: I 100. But I think more importantly, I think Dizzy knows what it is to be a competitor, and coming into Valorant, I think he can do decently well because his but shot don't is insane. But do you think insane.
0: this is? Don't you think this is weird about gaming that like somebody just with a following can all of a sudden announce they're going to a game and it'd be like, okay, now, now orgs look at them like that. To me, that's just very odd because it, it, it doesn't even have to come with like, Oh, he streamed and he showed his ability to play in the team and to get there. It's mm-hmm. just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a football player just saying, Oh, I'm going to go join the NBA. Um, <laughs> depending on who it is though. It's depending on who's who it is. Who's picking me up. I'm just saying, dude, it's kind of crazy to me. I think, it, it, I think like it's, that. but I mean, come on, it's I a think, lot easier. I think it's an immature, no, I think it's an immature state of the gaming industry still. Or, that it's still, that it's still influenced at a pro level just by a social media gathering and not actually the best talent listed. But, it, but that's you, the problem, that's the problem, with, with, that's the problem as a whole. Still.
1: Well, you can also see, though, like, I mean, going from football to baseball. Is incredibly hard given the fact that those are, or let's just use your Michael Jordan example, right? Basketball over to baseball, even though Jordan did love baseball and played baseball and only played basketball because his dad. But regardless, not even going into all that, it, it's a lot harder to translate your your physical abilities, uh, whether it be you know muscle memory, whatever, over towards basketball to baseball and then baseball to basketball as he did. It's just it's hard. As opposed to gaming, it doesn't let me use this let me say this properly it's it's not i'm not saying it's not as hard to transfer games but it's not more difficult i think to go from one sport to the other now i'm not saying to go from league of legends you know be a league of legends pro over towards you know your top echelon first person shooter game but i'm saying from fps game to fps game it's a lot more relatable than it is like traditional sports
0: yeah i mean the fact that he has a history in csgo makes it a little more understandable i just, I just, I don't know. I'm just sick of hearing, oh, so and sos coming, and then we just have these high expectations that they're gonna do something when we don't I, even know how they play in a five v five.
1: I don't even know if it's you high expectation because the thing is, we don't know is like what what he or wants hype, to do. Hype.
0: I don't think I, I you know, it's not that
1: we know what he wants to do either. You know, he's not said like, oh, I want to be a competitive player. You know, he's just saying basically, hey, I'm coming to Valorant. I'm gonna check it out. Let's see what let's see what it's all about. The game is still very new. You know. Like, it, one of the examples I like to use is Nifty. Nifty, uh, you know, Nifty at one point was playing Call of Duty. You know, I was casting over from Call of Duty whenever he was young, and then he all of a sudden was a CSGO pro for for Envy. You know, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it can happen. And he's had actually more success in CSGO than he did in Call of Duty, his original game that he was in. So, Dizzy could be the same way.
0: Well, well, we'll, we'll see what happens, that's for sure. I mean, uh, I, I don't... I'm just saying, I really like the the faces that are already representing a lot of the orgs. I hope that he doesn't take somebody's spot out that's in a team just because he's a name. I guess that's my biggest concern. Got Uh, it. I don't want him to come into the scene and just, because he's a name, get a spot on a team or have the right to a team without really proving himself uh, to be able to play this game. Especially if he's just now getting it. Like, come on. Hopefully not. In hopefully my opinion, been, that will only hopefully happen, been this game for a while.
1: That will only happen if we have another 100 thieves incident where you have an IGO or a team captain such as Hiko, and they're like, "Hey, you're playing with these four PUBG members, and you have no choice, right?" And that will only happen with Dizzy in that situation if, like, an org is like, "Hey, we're kicking you. You're taking this person. You have no say in it." Which hopefully doesn't happen, but I, don't, I mean, but regardless, though, I think Dizzy's still going to have to make his way. If he if he doesn't play well, he doesn't play well, right? No one's going to pick him up. Is what it is. But hey, check this out. Speaking of, it is what it is. Just to recap: NSG Winter's Championship, good tournament, as I said. LG ended up taking the whole enchilada. Biggest upset, though, at least for me, if I had to be looking at uh, at the overall. Uh, situation was actually during the the bracket play, man. Bracket play had a lot of interesting upsets. First and foremost, C9 Blue coming through. Uh, I, I think they they did decently well, even though they were beaten by Anbox. Um, we gotta you know remember, C9 Blue doesn't have tens anymore, so big adjustment period there. There's been a lot of talk: is C9 Blue going to be an upper echelon team like they once were? Um, there's there's a lot of opinions there. I think everybody's kind of. Thinking along the same lines right. that they're going to be a middle of the somebody road. somebody
0: good to replace 10s. That's well, all I gotta say. I, I
1: think you know they're going to have a new fire under them to kind of prove that we didn't need 10s to be successful. But I think just with who they have, I think they're going to be more of a middle of the road team. I think I think they could make a semifinals, but I think that's as far as they go. Maybe here comes Dizzy.
0: <laughs> Troy, e. wild. Here comes Dizzy, <laughs> Slotting right in there. Troy. Well either uh, hey, I'm just saying could be. <laughs> it,
1: it, it could be, Troy. It definitely could be. Uh BBG, uh built by gamers, had a really good performance actually. Um they didn't do too bad. They ended up uh coming through, even though they were beaten by Equinox Esports during the quarterfinals of the playoff bracket. Uh their performance during their group play uh wasn't too bad at all and uh, whenever it does come to bbg obviously they've 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 been a roster for quite some time they've been proving themselves quite well uh but uh during this tournament itself though uh you know they were able to uh, they were able to come through and beat out sedated uh that was one of the rosters of course and they ended up eventually beating out dignitas uh which by the way that, that was a big upset and dignitas i think at this point are having some uh some major learning curves and they really got to figure something out. At the beginning, you know, when Dignitas was was created and formed, they were an exciting roster to watch. I was really happy that they were coming into the scene. But especially with SOM being on that roster, Superman, right? They were all dapped. They were getting so much attention. But as of recently, they've they've kind of fallen off a little bit. So hopefully, they start to find that edge. And uh, this Winter Championship is an indication how the, uh, the next, you know, Valorant uh, tour is going to be. But hey. Who knows, right? And it's it's all about are they up to the task? As you mentioned, Dizzy might come and join those rosters regardless, though. But, hey, that's your eSports news. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully there's going to be more next week. But let's move into uh, one of our final sections, tips and tricks, save or spend.
0: Halftime. If you saved, spend it. You don't save a thing. By the way, shout out to my, my MV boys. They did pretty good. They did pr- pretty good in the winter, too. Just saying. I mean. They lost the Sentinels, but hey, in the quarterfinals, it's pretty solid.
1: Hey, man, I love Envy, bro. I want to see them go far. I'm not going to lie. Shout out to those guys. If you had to lose to anybody, Troy, Sentinels is one of those teams.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, but hopefully you wouldn't lose to someone, you know, being stuck inside a, a teleport, and then <laughs> they're just standing there. Uh, but no jokes aside, uh, we got a really cool kind of tip and trick, Taylor, about the teleports. How to open them from the outside? If you were to scratch your brain, what would you think, Taylor? What what could you do to try to open it? What would you try to do to try to open the outside of a teleport?
1: Have you tried knocking? Maybe they open it if you knock. I <laughs> don't know. What keybind is that on? I
0: don't, what keybind is a key knock?
1: Bind. I'm not sure. I, I don't know, man. You know, whenever it comes to the TPs, it's kind of when you're in there, you're in there. It's terrifying to come Lonely. out. Sometimes it's terrifying to know someone's in there and they don't move. Like when are they That's going true. to come
0: out? You could, you, could, you could go in backwards, right, and try to see if they're just waiting to get the pick, which we saw pulled off <laughs> uh, in a couple of games, which is interesting. Uh, you know, people getting smarter these days, not just walking through teleports and getting shot in the back. They're going in backwards. Uh, so you could do that. You could try to, try to rush in, um, it, but still wouldn't be opening it from the outside. That'd be from the inside. So cool little trick. If you are Killjoy, you can actually open the teleport with an alarm bot. If you place it at the right spot, just in between the doors, right against the door frame, it'll just open right up um, and you can actually enter in. And how crazy is that?
1: That's really crazy. That's actually really crazy. I never would have expected that. You think that's that. a
0: bug? You think it's a bug? I don't or do you know, you think man. it's like, a I- hey, we're going to hide this Easter egg. Like this is a five head play.
1: Man, I don't, you know, that's a good question. I don't know if it's a bug or not. Like, like my instinct wants to say, yeah, that's a bug 100%, not intentional. But maybe it was intentional the whole time. No one just tried it.
0: I, I wonder about things like that. Like, that are like, wow, that's really unique that that happens. It's not game-breaking. You know what? Is it game-breaking?
1: What if, what if someone on the Valorant team, like, adds these Easter eggs or bugs specifically for them? So when they get on to go play, they're doing it, but no one else knows about it.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. It is that a cool trick,
1: be... though. And, and this, of course, being on bind with the, with the TPs. You, so, yeah, place your Killjoy right in the middle. Uh, it'll open it up from the, uh, the outside. So you have somebody that's just chilling in there hanging out. You don't have a, a Brimstone ult, uh, ult right? Because you can't just take them down. You don't want to go into TP and expose yourself. Well, hey, go ahead and put that uh, Killjoy alarm bot there. Pretty wild stuff, man. I like that. That's your safer spin of man. the week, man. That, that is a solid, solid trick. I'm gonna have to play Killjoy. I never want to play Killjoy, but now I do. Let's move into our final thoughts, match point.
0: Match point. Let's close up shop.
1: We know more than we did before. Let's use that.
0: Alright, Taylor, here we go. Final thoughts, closing match point. What? are you going to do to get better this next week? What are you focusing on, Taylor?
1: It's too easy. Yoru. Hey, going to be playing Yoru. I've already tried them out. I know you're... Stop ruining your eyes, man. I know I was bad with them. I'm going to get good with them, though. And the reason why I'm going to get good with them is because I'm going to learn the angles I'm gonna learn the angles of Yoru. man. Like how
0: good I am with Sky. Oh, you're and her flashes. Yeah,
1: you're you will flash me three Amazing. times. If he had if, if she had four flashes, you would flash me four. I'm gonna learn I, the angles for Yoru, man, because uh the fact what you said earlier, Troy, the fact that you can literally TP to the opposite end of the map if you place it correctly. And there's already people who are, you know, just like the Sova darts and you know, the tracking dart and figuring out, you know, kind of the geometry, the angles and everything and geology and whatever, they're figuring it out. Now there's tips and tricks on YouTube, Reddit, wherever to, uh, to get your angles down for Yoru's TP. So that's for me, man. That's why I'm going to be learning. Yeah, you better do that before
0: they nerf it. They're going to be nerfing that thing. You don't know that. 100%. You don't know that. All our friends are right that listen to the show. Well, at least, check it out. At NERF, least for a NERF couple it.
1: days when I do learn them, Troy, I'm going to be solid. <laughs> what, what are you trying to do?
0: Well, my, my tip and trick, I actually learned to peek together more on trades. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier uh, when uh, we got asked, you know, kind of what to do to get out of the bronze That's uh, true, just to yeah, get out yeah. of silver. I'm doing the same thing. Um, really trying to, to be uh, more aware when either a teammates peaking or I'm peeking, Is there somebody there to peek with me and communicating that out? Uh, especially, you know, early on when, when, especially if you have an advantage, right? Like you should always be peeking together, trying to get those trades. Uh, and and I fail to do this a ton, especially when I'm pushing sight, like, I'll expect everybody to be behind me, but they're not. Push on the site and you know start planting and get shot in the back or whatever. So because Taylor totally baited me or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's uh, true. But yeah, I mean that that is uh, that, that's mine. Just more communication, working to get those peaks down together.
1: I like it. Hey, all good things. We're always trying to improve and always right trying there. to get better. Hey. It was a beautiful time having all of you listeners out there. And seriously, I encourage all of you guys, if you enjoyed the episode, if you loved the episode, or if you just want to talk to us, please make sure to go ahead and leave some community feedback. We love our Ask Agent section. You can do that on Podbeam, iTunes, Amazon now, which we are there. I've been checking that out. You guys can leave comments. And a couple of different places. I want to make sure that you guys are in the next episode, so leave your rating and your review and any comments you like. Hey, all good things must come to an end and for episode 27, we are now finished. For myself, Taylor Reflections Noble, Troy Toto AKA 2Lab, we'd love to having you, and we hope to see you again on the next episode. Grab
0: some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.